Coming up this week, hear all about Drexel's trip to Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. Welcome to this week's episode of To the Mouse and Back. I'm very excited this week because it's been almost six months since I got back from my most recent Disney trip, and this week I finally booked my next trip. We're going to Disney World in February 2020, and I'm very excited. Naturally, I'm also already mentally planning our next trip after that. We may do an annual pass on this next trip and try for another trip later in 2020, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Before we get to the interview this week, I wanted to mention, if you are enjoying the show, I would love for you to rate the show in Apple Podcasts. Apple uses a show's ratings in the search algorithm, so it does help new people to find the show when it has more ratings. If you are feeling especially generous or bored, I'd also love it if you left a review. If there are other things you'd like to see improved on the show or you have any other feedback, uh, please shoot me an email. You can reach me at Rachel, that's R-A-C-H-E-L at tothemouseandback.com or send me a tweet at mouseandbackpod. I'd love to know what I can do to keep improving the show. So this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. There won't be a pre-trip and a post-trip. It's just going to be one longer interview. Uh, We are going to hear from Drexel, who is a friend of mine from college. Drexel lives in California, and he's a Disneyland local with an annual pass. So I wanted to talk to him about what it's like to be a local there. My guest next episode is going to be my first full Disneyland trip report. So I thought Drexel's episode would be a good intro to Disneyland for those of you who have never been like me. He also recently went to Disneyland Paris, so we talked about that trip as well. I love the idea of people who are Disney experts in one park suddenly having to learn how to like plan and navigate a trip at a new park. So I hope you guys find that as interesting as I did. All right, let's go ahead and get to Drexel's interview. Hey, Drexel, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited. It's been a it's been years since I've talked to you, and so this is when you asked me. I thought I was like, this is this is good. This is a good time to catch up on Disney. I know. Yeah. So for my podcast listeners, this is kind of a special episode. Um, You know, a lot of times I will put out a call to my Facebook friends and say, you know, hey, just a reminder, if you're going to Disney, I've got this podcast and, you know, I'd I'd love to have you on. And, you know, Drexel sent me a message and he was like, hey, um, well, I live really close to Disneyland and I go there all the time, which made me super jealous. And also I'm going to Disneyland Paris. So, you know, you want to talk about that. And I thought that was a super great excuse to get to chat with you. So I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm awesome. ready to talk about all things Disney. <laughs> so um, first and foremost, I ask all my guests, what is your Disney history? That's a good question. I grew up obviously in the 90s. So everybody that's in the 90s grew up watching, you know, the classic, what we think of classic Disney, you know, the Lion King and, um, and the Pocahontas and the Aladdins and stuff like that. Actually, when I was a kid, uh, you know, you and I met doing theater in uh, North Carolina State. And when I was a kid, my family would do these little family fun theater things. And two of the family fun theater things that we did were Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin. And, uh, and we did two, you know, it was like two, it was like a summer show where we'd invite all the neighborhood kids and, and their families and we'd put on these shows. So um, my love of Disney grew out of uh, having done these shows and of course growing up in the 90s. But my favorite Disney movie is Alice in Wonderland. 
um, which is always a surprise when I tell people because it's not one of your classic movies that people are like, oh, I love this movie. Right. Alice in Wonderland is, is definitely my favorite. So, uh, but I love the theme parks. I've been uh, to about four of them so far. Actually, well, for the main ones plus Epcot and plus um, Animal Kingdom. Uh, so, I, I, I would, they are my favorite theme parks to go to. And I used to work for Universal. And uh, so a theme park, you know, is so different from an amusement park. And I think that's why I love Disney so much because you can go, you can escape for a little bit. You're standing in line, but you're not worried about not seeing a lot of stuff around you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, you know, living in North Carolina, we have um, Carowinds in Charlotte. Carowinds, yes. Yeah, you know, we that was always the like, oh, on band trips and, you know, whatever other things. And like, Carowinds, great. The rides are fun. But like, if you're not actively on a ride, you're you're just in this place where you're surrounded by people and you don't really care. But yeah, Disney just has that whole experience of like, if you're waiting in line for the bathrooms half the time, you're still like, ooh, this is so cool all around me. Right. And I think that's that's really what it comes down to. It's an experience, right? Like whether or not you're an adult or a kid, you know, I, my friends always ask me all the time, why do you love going to Disneyland so much? I'm like, well, because you're an adult, but it really takes you back. Like you could have a bad day and then go to Disneyland and have a great day. <laughs> That's just how it is because you walk in and I always like to go with people who have never been before um, because you get to see Disneyland through their eyes for the first time. Yeah. Especially as an adult. Um, I love going with kids, obviously, but adults are a little bit different because their expectations um, as adults are a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, but again, you start to see you know, kind of like the layers peel away as they start to see certain characters walk through the park or uh, or they're listening to music that they've heard growing up as kids. And so that's always a lot of fun to, to, to watch. Yeah, I think kids like kids oftentimes live their whole life just like at any moment they're ready to be amazed by anything. But as adults, we get so jaded. But then, right. you know, you go to Disneyland and like you said, it's those layers that strip away and you're like, okay, this is actually really cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, and then certain parts you can drink in. So, I mean, really, <laughs> it really enhances that experience a little more when you're drinking in California Adventure. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, so speaking of living so close to Disneyland, um, how often do you actually go to the parks? So uh, my husband, Tim, and I have annual passes. So okay. we try to go at least five times a year. Um, and, and then if somebody comes into town, you know, we'll go, uh, and take them. Um, but we try to go as often as we can, you know, during peak times are the, are the times because we have the SoCal select pass. So here in California, there are different levels of passes. Uh, so Tim and I got the so SoCal select pass because it allows you to go during the week, but not on the weekends for the most part. And there are different blackout dates. And with the SoCal select pass, I don't like to go on the weekends because I don't like a lot of crowds. Yeah. So it's a lot. So I like to go on a Monday or a Tuesday where the crowds are a little bit uh, dwindled down a little bit, mainly because working at a theme park, I used to work for Universal, working at a theme park, you're a little jaded and not wanting to stand in lines. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah, we, we try to go as often as possible. And I love going during uh, the holidays uh, and during the festival holidays when, and during uh, wine and uh, the, the food and wine festival. So I like to go during those times too. Nice. Now, do you get any kind of special perks or get to go to any like special annual pass events as a pass holder? 
You do. Um, they do allow you. So they'll send you an email if you're an annual pass holder um, and they'll invite you to different things that's going on. Or you'll have if they're doing something special, uh, for example, if they're doing like a Marvel kickoff, like Captain Marvel is now at Disney California Adventure um, or, 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 they're, or they're testing something out or if it's Christmas time or they'll have little annual pass areas where you just show your annual pass and then you get to go into the area, whether or not it's a photo opportunity or you get something like a pin or something special going on there. That's kind of how they do that. If you have, uh, during food and wine festivals, um, they give you a sip and saver pass and you get discounts on uh, your sip and saver pass. Uh, cause that, that's the difference of almost $20 uh, per person. Um, you get discounts on food around the park. You don't get discounts on alcohol, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get discounts on merchandise, uh, as well, uh, being an annual pass holder. So they do have some perks. Um, I won't say they're extensive unless you have like a premium perk, unless you have a premium pass. Um, and in this case, uh, like I said, we have SoCal select. So, you know, our pass is a little bit limited on what uh, we can and cannot get. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So what do you do when you're there? Like, are you, you know, knowing that you get to go several times a year, are you in a like, I want to tackle as much as I possibly can when I'm here? Or are you kind of picking and choosing the things you're most excited about? So I think it depends on who I'm with. Okay. And I think that goes back to what I said. Like if I'm with somebody who hasn't been in a long time or who's never been, my first instinct as a Disney fan and knowing how expensive it is for people just to get into the park to begin with or families to get in, um, you want to maximize. I always like to maximize their experience. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I'm like, when is the next time you're going to come here? So I want you to do as much as possible. Um, if you're with me, it's your first time and you're not going to come back for another two or three years or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that that's one side of that. If it's just me and Tim and some friends who live in California, we'll kind of walk through the park. We will, you know see a show or we'll hit a couple of rides up. We'll kind of mosey throughout the park. Um, recently they just opened, uh, in California, in Disney's California adventure, the Incredicoaster and the entire Pixar pier. So, you know, getting to ride the Incredicoaster a couple of times, um, and, and, and just kind of walking around Pixar pier and seeing what's new in terms of their, um, their games, uh, and that whole area is expanding. Um, so we just kind of walk around and kind of have a good time, grab a drink and, eat a little bit, just depending on what's going on. Nice. Do you have any must do's when you're there, like specific rides you have to ride or drinks you want to get or snacks or anything like that? So here in California, we have two different parks. We have Disneyland, the main park with Sleeping Beauty's Castle and Disney's California Adventure, which has Cars Land. Um, the Marvel Universe is, uh, I think Disney just announced they are building that. Into, they've, they've had it out for a while, like people have known, but they're really expanding uh, the Marvel Universe in Disney's California Adventure and tearing down some of the other stuff. Um you know, it, it depends on which park you go to. So if I'm talking specifically about Disney's California Adventure, because I assume that a lot of your um, listeners are adults, which is the more adult park. It's kind of like Epcot, but in California, but not Epcot. Like it's the adult theme park. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, the Frozen at the Hyperion for listeners who've been to Disney's California Adventure – they will probably remember Aladdin at the Hyperion was the show there for years. Uh, and they, in the last a couple of years ago, they uh, changed that into Frozen. 
Okay. That's definitely a must see show. It's really well done. Um, I, I would, I would think it's definitely at the Broadway caliber. I always used to tell people that the Aladdin show at the Hyperion was better than the Disney's Broadway Aladdin version. Hmm. Uh, the, the Broadway version is just not great, uh, but the Disney California Adventure version was great. Um, you know, it was just well done, and and uh, which is unfortunate for the Broadway version. Incredicoaster. <laughs> um, Definitely a must-do. Cars, uh, the Cars ride in Cars Land uh, is amazing. I loved him, and I love to do the uh, Midway Mania, which is in the Toy Story portion uh-huh. of the uh, area in Pixar Pier. Um, the line is always really long, so it's definitely one of those things where when you go in, I always suggest buying the Max Pass, mm. even though you can go in and you can get a – uh, you can take your regular ticket, get a fast pass to anything. Uh, the max pass you can do on your phone, uh, and you can pick your uh, fast passes that way. Uh, but you only get one fast pass every like hour and a half. Okay. So you have to be very strategic about which rides you're going to get your fast passes to. Okay. And that's very important. So you have to pick and choose. You know, if you're going, I always tell people you got to know how to theme park, right? You got to pick and choose the rides that that you know are going to have the longest lines and you're going to want to do those first. Yeah. And you're going to want to get those out of the way. So my suggestion is always to go in, get your max pass from the from the jump, pick, figure out what rides you want to get fast passes for now and later, and then go to the ride first that you don't really need a fast pass for. So, um, and, and that's the easiest way to kind of do that. Guardians of the Galaxy replaced Tower of Terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing. If you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, you're going to love it. There's actually more drops in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Breakout than there were in Tower of Terror. Okay. Uh, which makes it so much more fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and the picture's so much better. Nice. <laughs> um, in Disneyland, uh, the, your classics are going to be there. Uh, your Dumbo and your teacups and your It's a Small World. In Disneyland, they have Autopia, the Autotopia section where you can kind of race cars. Um Around the track, they've got uh, Finding Nemo, the submarine ride, uh, and, and and of course uh, Star Wars Land uh, has taken over uh, almost the entirety of the entire just replaced Frontierland altogether. Mm. So that's something that's coming actually next weekend. They open, I believe, on the 18th. Um, so I either have to go to Disneyland next week or I'm never going to be going for like months because we're <laughs> never going to be able to get in. Um, so that's something that uh, is new for here in Disneyland Park, which is the Star Wars land. And um, uh, Indiana Jones, if you've ridden that ride, I, you know, it's hard because if you've gone to some of these theme parks like Walt Disney World in Orlando, it's almost cookie cutter. The only difference is the castle is different uh-huh. um, as it is different in every theme park. And but the but the some of the most of the rides are all the same. Um, Haunted Mansion, you know, those things are somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a lot of you're not going to be surprised when you walk in. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've heard. There's almost kind of like a comfort of like, I've been here before. I mean, I haven't been here, but I've been here. Right. No. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, how long are you typically there? Like, do you guys go for, you know, just a couple of hours or? You know, Absolutely I know. not. Okay. <laughs> we go all day. We 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 go from 10 a.m. until closing, <laughs> unless we're really tired, unless we've been drinking all day, which is you know, <laughs> which by eight o'clock, yeah, you because know, because if you get there early, you're going to be able to hit the rides that you want to ride. So yeah. if you go in the middle of the day, if you get there in the middle of the daytime, which you can, 
Sure. If we just kind of want to chill out for the day, yeah, we're going to get there at one or two o'clock. But if we really want to have a day, uh, we're probably going to get there around opening time. Uh, but at the end of the night, you've got your phantasmic and your world of color and your your uh, your fireworks show. Um, so you're planning your day around the parades during the daytime and the nighttime uh, entertainment. So that's something that people have to be very conscious of is because, yeah, you want to see the South Sational Parade or whatever parade the park is doing that day. Um, but at the same time, you have your nighttime show, so you really have to get all of your rides in at the beginning of the day. For example, Pixar Pier closes uh, certain rides when World of Color happens oh. because they shut down because they need the lights. Right. Uh, so they shut down the Incredicoaster and the things around it because the lights are the lights on the Incredicoaster are a part of the show. So you have to be you have to be just conscious of like, oh man, am I going to get to ride the Incredicoaster? Uh, but once the show is over, then they open the ride back up. Gotcha. So during that period where you're like, where some people say, oh, I can go ride a ride while the show is happening. It, it just so happens that in California Adventure, in that particular Pixar Pier area, that's not. that wouldn't be a thing yeah so like that's the only time that's the only reason why we kind of make a full day out of it yeah that makes sense so i want to make sure we have time to talk about disneyland paris so of course um you guys went a couple weeks ago right we did it was a vacation we did two weeks we did 10 days we did five days london five days paris and then of course i said one of those days has to be a Disneyland day. And all my friends were like, of course you want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> and, country. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we did Disneyland Paris for a full day. They've got Disneyland uh, Paris or Disneyland Park as well as Disney's Hollywood Studios okay. uh, in Paris. So two parks. You can, just like any other, whether or not it's Orlando or whether or not it's California, you can, you can do one park or you could do both parks. Um, we got the park hopper pass. So we did both parks. We did Hollywood studios first and then went back to Disneyland park after that. Okay. Um, it was pretty packed when we went, it was like spring break for a lot of people. So, which I was not aware that people were on spring break. I did not realize that in the Americas we had spring break almost simultaneously. It's, Gotcha. <laughs> nice. <other> um, <laughs> so you got to Hollywood Studios. Uh, things were a little packed. The best ride there. They've got two uh, really like the rides to go on, which is uh, uh, Crush's roller coaster ride. This is Crush from Finding Nemo? Crush from Finding Nemo okay. has a ride. And we, uh, we didn't get a chance to go on that ride because the line was so long Mm, okay we actually we even got into the single rider line and even that was 75 minutes oh wow Uh, yeah so we ended up leaving that it's called yeah it's crush's coaster we ended up leaving that ride in that line and walking right around the corner to uh, the ratatouille area which they have ratatouille the adventure ride which we ended up getting on which was amazing you're actually like a they turn you into a little mouse. You're in a little mouse car, and then everything else is ginormous in the um, as you ride through the ride. Oh, fun! And we're getting that ride at Epcot, which is cool. Yes, 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 yes. So you know, you get into this little cart. 
It's a little mouse. You're going through this whole story. Um, you're seeing the screen. So if you've been to Universal Studios, you know uh, that Universal is very big on that kind of like 3D. Um, if you've written Transformers or anything like that, you, that kind of like each, each area is a big screen and there's a little story that goes on with it. And then you move through the next area. It's actually a pretty big ride. Um, and in the end, we're so used to the dump, the ride dump being in a store. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, it's attached to the restaurant, ah. but you don't. But you don't walk through the restaurant. You actually just walk past the restaurant. Okay. Uh, so it's the restaurant from the movie. It's one of those restaurants that you have to book reservations for. Okay. So if you go to Disneyland Paris, certainly take a look. If you know months in advance um, that you're going to be going there, it's like going to the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, uh, the be our guest restaurant in or in Orlando. Right. It's definitely something that you're going to want to make reservations for when you get there. Okay. Um, they've got a small little Toy Story Land. I know Orlando's got the Toy Story Land in their Hollywood studios. Uh-huh. Um, they've got a, Paris has a smaller version of that, um, but they also have a very large Marvel section uh, where they do a big show, and it's got Captain Marvel and. Spider-Man and Thor and Black Widow, they kind of do a thing. And then uh, they do a couple other shows there. The only thing, and then they have a studio tour, tram ride, not great. <laughs> it really wasn't great. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> that, and I, I used to do, I used to give tours at Universal. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, I know what a tram ride is supposed to look like. I definitely <laughs> fell asleep on the tram. <laughs> And uh, Tim started taking photos of me. That's why. That's how funny it was. Um, <laughs> but they do have fast passes at in both parks. So that's again something you you can't buy it online. You can't okay. buy it on your phone like the Max Pass. Okay. You have to buy it in advance. And so they also have Rock and Roller Coaster with Aerosmith that is also at Orlando. They have the Terror of Terror there. They haven't moved over to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so the the original Tower of Terror is is still there as well. They were under some construction uh, when I got there. So like the Art of Animation hat that everybody's used to seeing um, was under construction. And um, uh, but it, it was it's a really solid park. The only criticism that I had was that all of the food is contained in one area. Interesting. It's and it's underneath like a you walk in once you get walk into the park. You walk into this covered area, um, like a little dome type thing, or or a, or a sound stage. Uh-huh. And in the sound stage is all the food. And then you walk out on the other side, and then you're in the theme park for the most part. Okay, where everything else is. Uh, they didn't have a lot of food selections, and they had a lot of carts, but not a lot of food on the carts. A lot of desserts throughout Disneyland Paris. Uh, there was one cart that had fries, and it, of course, had the longest line. <laughs> Everybody was starving. And But the, when I say there's not a lot of food selections, a lot of the food that they had in that soundstage, whether or not there were four or five different restaurants, they all had burgers or chicken burgers or things like that. It wasn't a really large selection okay. uh, to choose from. So uh, that was a little disappointing because by that point, Tim and I were hungry. So then we had to wait until we got to eat a little bit. So, yeah, so that was the only big thing that – was weird at Disneyland Paris. Okay. Awesome. Other than that, the park is stunning. Uh, the castle at, at Disneyland Paris is, it's just amazing. Is it? So I know Disneyland is Sleeping Beauty, right? Sleeping Beauty's yes. castle. So yes. what is Paris's castle? It's also Sleeping Beauty's castle. Okay. okay. Does it look similar to it? 
No, it's um, it's got a little bit more color. Okay. A lot of, a lot of blues, which originally we thought it was Bell's Castle, um, which you would think that it would be. Uh-huh. But it was not. It was Sleeping Beauty's Castle, and I was really surprised. But it, it, it is on a hill, and it is just a really beautiful castle. Um, underneath the castle, uh, there's a little surprise. So you walk up into the castle, as you can walk up into any castle. In Disneyland Park here in, in Anaheim, you walk through kind of like Sleeping Beauty's story. Okay. And in this, you walk up, and there's stained glass everywhere. And you can kind of see the story through stained glass windows. Ah. Uh, and there's a little spindle there, and it's it's very pretty. Underneath the castle, though, is a I want to say it's at least fifteen to twenty feet. Uh, it's a huge animatronic dragon huh. that lives underneath the castle. Oh wow! And it it moves. It breathes a little fire. It goes back to sleep. I mean, it's ginormous and uh, it's very cool looking. I was not expecting that until Tim was like, a friend of mine told me we need to go underneath the castle. And I was like, (laughs) why? Um, So that was a lot of fun. Um, They have, as I said at the beginning, I'm a big Alice in Wonderland fan. They have a huge um, Alice in Wonderland uh, area where you could walk through the maze. I was going to ask if you had done that. I did not do the maze because the line was too long. Ah. We did, however, take a really fun photo op. Uh, there's a, a photo op of a Mad Hatter's hat, and then it's basically the tea party. Okay. Uh, and so we did a cute little photo op, but the line was so long. And it's a walkthrough, so I wasn't expecting the line to be that long. Uh-huh. I was just expecting people to just kind of walk in and walk out, but that was not the case. Yeah. And I looked at it from afar. I'm one of those people where I'm like, you know what? It looks great from afar, but I don't know that I have the patience to sit 40 minutes to walk through something like that. Yeah, I can see that. But it was a lot of fun. Um, their Swiss Family Robinson, it, it's it's ginormous. They have a, a suspension bridge on their Swiss Family Robinson tree uh, house. And uh, Adventure Isle is their whole area. Okay. With the Swiss Family Robinson tree and, and uh, um it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a lot of walking upstairs and, and going through the trees and stuff like that. But um, you know, like Skull Rock and, and Splygas Hill and things like that. So nice. if you're looking for a little break with some shaded area, that's a good spot to go in. Gotcha. They do have in Orlando. They do have the Snow White's uh, the Mine Train ride. Uh-huh. I think they have a smaller version of that. Okay. Um, but for the most part. It's just like the Snow White ride here in Orlando as well. Uh, The biggest difference between Disneyland uh, in Paris and Disneyland, whether or not it's Magic Kingdom or uh, here in Anaheim, is Tomorrowland is called Discoveryland. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you walk in, it looks just like Tomorrowland, Uh but it's just got a completely different name. Gotcha. Okay. And the uh, Haunted Mansion is called the Phantom Manor. Okay. Is it kind of a similar ride-through experience? A Phantom Manor is exactly as it is on the inside. It just looks completely – it's a different house. Gotcha. Uh, and it's called Phantom Manor, and it is stunning. We didn't ride the ride because it was down for refurbishment. Mm. Um, but it was uh, – you could take photos. I mean, we took plenty of photos outside yeah. of it. The only – I will say the I'm – I'm a big character person. Uh, whether or not, I mean, I see all the characters here. I ride through, walk through the Royal princess hall all the time. Uh-huh. You have to, in certain areas, especially in Hollywood studios in Paris, you had to have made an, a 
appointment to see Mickey Mouse. Interesting. It was very odd. <laughs> Mickey Mouse keeps a very strict schedule. He was. I said, well, his secretary did not tell me. <laughs> uh, I, was like, she, I walked up and the girl was like, do, do you have a booking? I said, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so well, you had to make a reservation. I said, well, Mickey didn't tell me that. <laughs> he did not open his he did not open his schedule up to me. Uh, so that was something. And the same thing happened with Goofy and a couple other people, too. So, um, you know, there are characters that are walking around the park. Uh-huh. But I think some of the larger characters, at least in our, the, our, the experience that we had, uh, was that you had to make an appointment. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. When you guys were getting ready for your trip there, I'm curious, did you do any kind of, you know, research online, asking friends, posting on any message boards, anything like that, just to kind of get an idea of what to expect and anything you guys might need to do to prepare for your trip? Not for Disneyland Paris. I looked through what they had online. I looked through their website just to kind of get an idea of which rides we may or may not want to hit. Okay. Um, But for the most part, because we are so used to planning out our day at Disneyland park here in California. Uh-huh. Uh, I just kind of, we just kind of walked in blind. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't much planning to it, um, which was good. But I mean, I, we didn't have an appointment with Mickey. I wish I would have known that. <laughs> but for the most part, we kind of walked in, did our thing, got in and out. Uh, they've got some really great merchandise. And so we looked through the stores and yeah, we didn't really do a lot of planning. Okay. Surprisingly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it ended up working out pretty well for you. So it sounds like it was it was pretty busy, you know, but I don't know if any planning would have, you know, it wouldn't have you. helped. Yeah, you know, you're still <laughs> gonna have to deal with the crowds. But, you know, it's awesome to hear that you guys still kind of rolled with it and had a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was it was really amazing. And um, the theme park is beautiful. Disneyland Paris is just a beautiful theme park. No, despite the the crowds. You know, the castle itself is beautiful. Everything is enhanced because that theme park is younger, obviously, than Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. Uh, so everything is just a little bit crisper in terms of the way that it looks. Yeah. Um, and and it looks new. Yeah. Nothing looks worn down. So that is something that uh, that we love to see and, and it made for really great photos. We even saw the, their, their version of the Soundsational Parade. Um, which had Mowgli in it. Interesting. And I have never seen Mowgli. Yeah. At first I thought it was Fred Flintstone, and Tim <laughs> laughed at us. I was like, Who's that? who is this person on this float? <laughs> yeah, so he came, around, he came around the corner, and I thought that was, that was really cool to see a character that I had never seen before in any theme park. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm curious, based on this trip, what is one tip that you would give to a first timer going to Disneyland Paris for the first time? Well, that's a good question. Um, definitely know what time of year you're going and whether or not it's going to be busy. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and there are different tiers of passes because that will determine how much each ticket costs. Um, it's not like one set price. It's a flex price based on the season. So, and that will also determine which fast passes are available because they have like two tier fast passes. Uh-huh. One, one that gets you a certain set of rides and one that gets you all the rides. Okay. So you have to make that decision on whether or not you want a fast pass or not. I think that if you're going, you know, whether or not you're going to Paris or here in Anaheim or in Orlando, 
I think when you're looking at how families uh, spend so much money on tickets, it's almost worth getting the fast passes, uh, just just paying just a little bit more for that premium fast pass, um, because you're going to be spending a lot of time in lines. And like I always say, you want to maximize your time in these theme parks. And the only way to do that is to not be standing in line the whole time. Yeah. And, and I know some people, you know, it's a lot to ask for a lot of people, but it may, for a lot of people, it's their only trip. It's their only time they're ever going to go to Disneyland. And if you can afford to go to Disneyland Paris, because you're already in Paris, then you're already spending the money anyway. Yeah. So like that's the way to kind of look at that. Either you know that you your family's probably not going to go to Disneyland for another five or six years or whatever. You're better off again maximizing your time and and whether or not you're going to Epcot or Disney's California Adventure or Hollywood Studios or anything like that. Especially as an adult, the theme park adjacents, the ones that are adjacent to the main Magic Kingdom or Disneyland or Disneyland Paris, yeah, um, where, where there's not a lot of kids because as an adult you're going to want to see, you know, you can drink in those areas. You can do a little bit more that you would not be able to do in the main theme park. I think Disneyland, because Star Wars is opening up soon, Star Wars land will have alcohol in it. Uh Um, So that'll be the first time that Disneyland theme park will have alcohol in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's something that I think adults will definitely be looking forward to because it's so kid heavy in the main theme park. So I would definitely just kind of tell people plan for what you want to do and and don't think about anything else. Yeah. Because you're just going to be disappointed that you didn't do it. Yep. When you had the chance. <laughs> I totally agree. And you know, that's when, um, when people ask me for my advice on their first trips, I tell them something similar that, you know, there's a lot of kind of add on things that you can do, you know, especially at Disney world, there's, you know, dessert parties and, you know, all kinds of things like that. And, you know, people are like, Oh, you know, but that's, that's expensive. You know, that's $50 a person, which don't get me wrong. You know, a lot of families really scrimp and save for Disney trips. So I totally understand, but if you're able to add on, you know, one or two things that let you, you know, have this special experience that you wouldn't have gotten to have otherwise, or, you know, if they save you from having to, you know, get somewhere two hours ahead of time to camp out or, you know, spending these like hours in line, then, you know, it's really just kind of increasing your return on investment of what you're spending on these trips. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, I always tell Tim all the time, like time is money. Yeah. And your time, you know, if you're, it's one of those things where you're, you could spend, you know, for example, like I said at the beginning, the, the Ratatouille line was 75 minutes. That was just for single rider. Mm-hmm. And so was Crush. I'm sorry, Crush was 75 minutes. The Ratatouille ride was 10 minutes single rider, but it was 85 minutes if you were not a single rider for mm-hmm. that one ride. So you could spend two, you could spend four hours just waiting in line for two rides yeah. as a, as a family. Mm-hmm. And, and that's half of your day right there. That's, yeah. half, that's, that's half of a work day. <laughs> so why would you, why would you, would you spend your work day like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that that's, that's the one way to look at theme parking in general is maximize your time because you've already spent the money and you're just going to be, it's like, it's like going to universal and spending all of you know, I could do it all day. I could spend all my time in Harry Potter all day, but because those rides get so packed and, and those areas get so packed, 
you got to know how to maneuver yourself around the theme park. You don't want to go, you know, if you're going to go, go as soon as it opens. Don't wait till one o'clock. Don't wait until the middle of the afternoon, because by the time you do that, all all, the majority of those fast passes are already gone. You know, Cars Land sells out in the first three hours Mm. of fast passes for the day. Yeah. So you got that's something certainly to know is. Which rides are which rides are you not going to be able to get fast passes for if you don't get there at the at the opening? Yeah, I think that's a great point. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me live vicariously through you. Um, I had a whole list of questions here, and we went through them except for the last one was next time. Will you take me with you? Um, absolutely. You okay, just awesome. let me know which theme park you want to go to. I think Tim and I are looking at going to uh, Orlando uh, soon because we haven't been in a long time and. We're looking forward to uh, um, Animal Kingdom. Nice. Because uh, we haven't seen Pandora or any of the expansion of, of, of uh, Avatar. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and we haven't seen the Toy Story Land and, and, and stuff like that. So definitely looking forward to that. And, of course, the Ratatouille ride, which I really loved in Paris. Yeah. I mean, that Ratatouille ride was amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited for folks to, 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 to go to Orlando and, and to, to experience that ride because it was definitely – it was coming from Universal. It was Universal-esque but with a Disney spin to it. And, nice. and that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. And then early next year, we're getting um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad, which you guys will get as well a little bit later. Yes, yes, yes. I I, I think it's going into Toontown, um, which nobody goes. I mean, people go back there because Mickey's house is back there. Uh-huh. You know, the Mickey, But I mean, it really is sleepy, a little sleepy back there. Yeah. So you definitely need something to liven up Toontown area a little bit. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so great to talk to you. Of course. You're very welcome. I'm happy to come back anytime to talk more Disney. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Drexel. No problem. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Big thanks to Drexel for coming on the show this week. Be sure to check out the show notes if you want more info about some of the things that we discussed. Also, don't forget to rate the show on Apple Podcasts and be sure to submit any upcoming Disney trips that you have. I have all of the info for how to do that in the show notes. That is it for this week. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at mouseandbackpod. Please rate this podcast or leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, but most importantly, have an awesome week. Bye, everybody. 